Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from a varying skill range. I will be the Captain Malcolm of this episode. Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, with me are Jane Cobb, Keith. Sure. Hello. And of course with us, our wonderful pilot, Hoburn Washburn, Liz. Hey guys. Did any of you guys even get the references I was doing there? I didn't. No, but I want to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I decided to go with Firefly references, because this game is clearly a lot of references to Firefly, and I also figured I'd give it to Liz, because Liz is a huge Alan Tudyk fan, and I knew she'd want to be called after him. This is very nice of you. <laughs> uh, but this week was my pick, and also a fan-requested pick, so thank you so much to our fan, Ron, out there, who uh, suggested we do this game. But this week we did Outer Worlds by Obsidian Studios. Obsidian Studios is known from doing a lot of RPGs. They're the most recent, well, they're one of the many studios that Microsoft has recently purchased. So some of you may have noticed this was a day one launch title in Game Pass, which is awesome. I love that the game does this. But uh, they're known for my favorite follow game, which was New Vegas. And you can see a lot of DNA of the Fallout series in this game. Which I think is pretty good. It's it's different, but you can see a lot of similarities to it. So Outer Worlds is a first-person RPG where you are the captain of a ship called the Unreliable, and you are essentially you are released from a frozen cryo sleep that you've been stuck in for over fifty years, I think they said. And but you're the only member of the crew that's was saved. So the entire story of this game is you are working with this mad scientist and trying to save the rest of your crew members. So starting off, since this was my pick. I will say this is most definitely a game. This is a lot of fun. There's a lot of interesting elements to this game. If you are a fan of the Fallout series, this is a definite play. You should definitely try this game out. If you've never played a game like this, I think this is a lot of fun. And I think this game is very accessible. So, yeah, this is a definite game for me. I guess I'll go next. I Yeah, I'll let you speak. I liked it. I thought it was a game. I, I didn't get nearly as excited about it as I maybe wanted to. Or definitely not nearly as much into it as you did. But... I liked it. Because it wasn't your pick. No. no, but it's it's a good game. <laughs> it, it really is a good game. Just yeah. For me, this is a definite game. Oh, is I, this your first definite game? I don't know, but I ignored many a household chore this week. Because this game just had me. And I didn't finish it, so next week, I mean, it better be a good game or, you know... My attention's going to be elsewhere. Wow, you're already like calling out our fans, because next week's your pick, which is a pull pick, so... I haven't looked You're at like, you guys results. better pick me a good game, or I'll be pissed. <laughs> no, it would, it'd be kind of my pick, too. I'm just saying, I hope I like it as much as I like this game, because all I want to do is play this game. I will say, obviously we'll get into gameplay later, I do wish I'd play it on a harder difficulty. I just changed it, but for most of the game, I did easy. It is way too easy. Wow. So just so... You guys know out there, I would do at least one difficulty above what you normally do. I think there's only three, but yeah. The fact that you're saying this is easy, no offense to you, but you're obviously a noob. Well, I switched it, and I think I upgraded everything, like, so much that it's still kind of not a challenge. My companions are just, like, wiping the floor with everyone. I don't know. Yeah, I at least heard beforehand that this game was on the easier side, so I started off on hard. I didn't want to do Supernova, which is the hardest difficulty, mainly because I think your companions die. Or, like, they don't quite get up and you have to, like, use more resources to get them. So I was like, ah, that just sounds like a hassle. What did you play on, Keith? I think I just played on Normal. I don't remember. I know I didn't pick Supernova. 
I don't think I picked hard. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's just you can actually change the difficulty in game. So well, I wasn't that's the sure if I did saying. it wrong. Like I switched it and then went back to make sure that it switched, but it felt the same to me. <laughs> so I didn't know if I did something wrong. Yeah. But starting off this episode, I wanted to ask you guys, what did you think of the story? Because overall for me, I thought the story was wildly okay. Oh man, I, I actually it just, liked it. I mean, like, I like the overall universe. Just like, I don't know, the overall story of, like, you saving crew members that were still frozen cryo. I'm like, I don't care. Like, because, like, there's no attachment to them. And, like, there's not really any sort of, like, elements to kind of draw me in to be like, oh, I really need to save these people. I really need to do this. But I think the good thing about that, I think this game really makes it more open for you to have fun with your choices. Because this game, I think, is just full of a whole lot of gray. It's not simple, clear-cut, good and bad. And you learn that very quick on the very first planet. Yes, I know. <laughs> You're looking at me, and I I really struggled. I think that I agree that the beginning story I didn't really care about, but I ended up being invested in the colonies and the other companions that you get. And yeah, I had a lot of trouble with some of the decision-making. I also felt like the story felt more alive I guess because a lot of the conversation that you have I mean you can be pretty snarky you can really choose like you usually have like five options at least and you can kind of steer the conversation to be funny snarky helpful I mean you kind of create your own kind of feel with the game which I thought was really cool yeah and I did like that but for the most part a lot of those were harmless conversations that you could have and you could go back to the root conversation and go through a different chain if if you didn't get what you wanted out of the first one yeah. or, or all that. But I, I mean, as many RPGs do. I agree. But what, what I was going to say is that I did like is, I don't know, I, I liked having the different aspects of the lie and persuade and all of those things. That I guess what I wanted more out of it, just for more difficulty than anything, is I didn't want it to be a on or off. Like you could just, if you had at a certain level or you didn't, you could persuade somebody. There was no gray area of like, it was like a percentage chance and something might go wrong if you fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've only seen a couple of games do that. I can't remember the last one, but I, I do agree. I think that's the only thing I don't like about that is if you're smart, you save before you start the conversation. And if you fail that conversation check, you just reload your last save. Cause I remember that was the big flaw. And I really wish I remember the game that did that. Because I remember, yeah, it was just like, oh, I failed it. Just reload. Even though you have 1%, you would just obviously end up reloading a lot. But eventually you'd get it right and you'd win. I guess so. I know, but I, I don't know. I kind of liked it the way that it was because you really had to work up to some of them. Like persuasion, like 60 or 70. It's like it's hard to get to. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, you could do intimidate. You could do persuasion. You could do a bunch of different ones and it was really up to you. And so, like, I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. So I want to ask you guys real quick. What kind of characters were you guys building? Were you trying to build, like, a good character, someone who was an outlaw? What were you guys trying to do? I mean, I was generally pretty good to people. I tried to always get out of something without a fight or, or tried to actually help people when they wanted me to. So I was trying to be, I guess, kind of good. I was definitely building a lot of the traits that would lead towards, like, dialogue choices. So I had, a, like, a really high persuade. I had a really high... Um, lie and all that type of stuff. So you were trying to do like a silver tongue good guy? Yeah. Were you doing melee or range? Range. What about you, Liz? 
I was trying to be good, but there were some times that I was like, no, like, you're evil. I'm going to call you out on that. But I didn't, like, just try to start a fight. There was actually one time. I don't know what happened. I entered a building, a guy I was just talking to. I went back in, and all of a sudden he started shooting me. And so I restarted it, and it brought me back to, like, right when I left the building. And I, I went in, and nothing happened. I don't know if it was a game glitch or what. <laughs> You get too early with the glitch section, Liz. Oh, I'm sorry. But, like, so for me, I wanted to go back because I didn't want that conflict. I I, I wanted people to like me. I did what Keith did. I did higher on dialogue, and then lockpicking was important to me. But, yeah, so then at the beginning, because you kind of choose your attributes, I kind of was in the middle with a lot of things. I didn't want to be, like, really dumb. But I also wanted to be strong, so it's, I like that beginning part. We really get to customize. So my character, I heard in an interview that the developers were talking about how you can make your character dumb, and the way they kind of modeled some of the dialogue is they had got a lot of influence from Zap Brannigan from Futurama, and as soon as I heard that, I was like, I am sold. I am definitely doing that. So I picked my character. I kind of was going for like kind of like a neutral chaos kind of character. I was melee. I made my character super dumb, and because of that there's dumb dialogue. So people will say will say these things, and you're just like, "I've heard of that. That sounds delicious." And they're talking about like a location, <laughs> and the people would always just like look at you, like, "Okay." <laughs> so it was actually pretty humorous playing dumb. My only thing that I was my biggest complaint though is I didn't feel like a lot of the dialogue sounded like Zap Brand again. Just a little disappointing. And I didn't think there was a lot of dumb dialogue, I could say. I would see one every, like, 50 dialogue trees. So I thought it was just kind of sparse with what you could do with it. But for what they did offer, I did think it was really funny. And I never did melee in any of these games. Anytime that I played any of the Fallout games, I always did range. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do something different. And the melee, I will say, is very difficult at the beginning. Once you get to the Tier 3 perks, there's one where it actually heals you while you're swinging. And that makes a world of a difference. So the melee I thought was pretty fun. But I don't know. I kind of wish I went ranged. Yeah, I mean, the range is kind of cool. I like the time dilation. And I actually really like some of the guns. But quickly, to go back to a story real quick, I just wanted to ask you guys what you thought of the companions. Because there were some that I was like, I don't really like you, but I'll keep you on my ship because I know it's, you know, I'm going to get like achievements if I help you out with your story or whatever and it also sometimes leads to different planets and stuff but i really liked pavardi i I always was it pavardi or parvati i thought it was parv i thought it was parvati but i parvati yeah parvati you're saying pavardi like havardi havardi cheese pavardi cheese yeah some pavardi cheese i don't know i like there are sometimes with the conversations that they allow you to ask your companion what they think and I thought that she was always kind of the voice of reason. And I really respected her character. I liked her. And then, I won't give any spoilers, but I actually kind of guessed Ellie's background. There was something about her. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, so I won't say it. But when you go to her story, I completely guessed it. Oh, you're just so smart. Wow. Well, no, it was just kind of like <laughs> a bit like cliche. Not, I don't want to say cliche, but I just sensed it about her. I, I will say, as far as any RPGs goes... I think these were the least interesting companions. I really didn't care for any of them. Pavardi, I thought was nice, but I did not care for any of their stories. Normally in a game like this, you have companion missions where you kind of help these companions out and you basically learn more about their story and their history and kind of build a relationship with them. 
I thought these companion missions were so boring. Pavardis, you're helping her with a date, getting her soap, collecting food, and it's just like, this is really boring. But with her, you learn a lot about her background, and I also think that her voice acting... I, there's something very genuine about her entire character, and I really liked her. I thought they did such a fantastic job with her. Same with, like, her voice matched the look, matched the story, just everything. I don't know. She was the exception, though. I agree. Because, I mean, when you first meet Max, you're kind of like, he's a jerk, you know? But I don't know. I I agree. I think that you need more background and less of some of, like, the silly missions, I guess. I feel like this whole game is built on side missions. It's just one oh, yeah. giant side mission. It's all RPGs. Yeah, it's an open world sandbox RPG, so I get that. It's the nature of it, but there just seemed to be a lot of side things that it wanted you to do. I didn't get all of the companions, but yeah, I didn't particularly find them all that interesting outside of being useful for being in a fight or increasing a certain skill I needed so that I could get through a conversation or something. I don't know which one it was, but he offered his help to me, and I just said thanks, but no thanks, and left him where he was. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you turned away a companion. It's like, I'll show you your crew, and you're like, nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah. Have fun. I don't well, know. It's weird because... I got, I got a ship. It's real big. It, there's three of us. I don't, I don't have space for you, so... It's weird because some of them are missable, too, so... I didn't get Victor. Oh, hold on. Vicker. I keep messing up the names. I didn't get Vicker Max right away because I had talked to him, but he never initiated it. I had to go back and start another conversation with him. And then there's a robot on your ship that I just completely didn't run into. I didn't even see the stairs that led to my own room. Andrew had to tell me. Which I've heard a lot of people miss the robot that's on your ship. But yeah, sometimes kind of weird. they yeah, don't the initiate with you. See, I think it's funny. Like, a lot of people keep missing the robot. Like, in a game like this, and whenever there's, like, a sci-fi RPG, you normally have a spaceship. And the first thing you always do is you got to explore your spaceship. you got to explore your home. And sure enough, that's what I did. It's a, it's a giant glowing room with a giant robot in it. So I was like, all right, what's this? And that's how I got the mission. <laughs> so I'm, did you guys even explore the ship at all when you got into it? I did. No, I did. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I, I had to find the characters because sometimes the funny computer lady, she would say like, oh, they're having a conversation upstairs. And I was like, am I supposed to talk to them? So that's when I first went up there and was like, what's going on? Or they would be arguing or whatever, which I really liked her character. Not really a character, but she was interesting. Ada. Yeah. But yeah, even with like the ability for them to give me advice on the very first world... Parvati stopped me before I made my final choice, and she gave me an opinion, and kind of similar, and I said, okay, I really value your opinion. And then I went and I made the opposite ch- decision. <laughs> but I was very nice yeah, to her. I, did. I told her I valued her opinion, and that it was very important, but I didn't like <laughs> it. Such a good boss. <laughs> so I didn't make that. Hey, you know what? If If I'm leading this crew, you don't always have to do what your employees say, but it is nice to acknowledge them. <laughs> Just being a good boss. I think it's interesting because the first big decision that you make, like, I thought what I did was the morally right thing to do, but it's kind of, like, negative in the game. And you chose what I thought was negative. And I stand by my decision. But, yeah, I thought that was really interesting that I was like, I feel bad because I'm encouraging her, but I'm going to go the other way. (laughs) 
So I guess I'll say it because, I mean, it is early in the game, but you have to choose between taking power from Edgewater or these deserters who kind of started this botanical garden thing. But the corporation that runs it, I mean, they're at Edgewater, they're poisoning the people there and then charging them for medicine and charging them for their future graves and everything. They're very evil, very corrupt. And they, like, I don't know, Andrew like ended up manipulating the guy to leaving. You know, I can explain it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, she's going to explain it to you. So rude. <laughs> well, I want to know, what did you first pick, Liz? What was your choice? Oh, I, I picked Saving the Botanical Gardens because they're evil. And for me, I mean, they said that there wasn't enough food and supplies at the Botanical Garden, but that some people would go there and others would be too brainwashed. And so for me, I'm like, that's kind of their decision. I'm not going to support a company that's literally poisoning its workers. And then Andrew's like shaking his head. <laughs> well, what did you pick, Keith? I went with the same thing. I went with the botanical garden, but mostly because I oh, figured man. it was like a dying planet and they actually found a way to bring life to it. I felt like that exactly. was better. I didn't, I didn't really care about the corporation. I mean, the guy seemed like kind of a jerk, but I didn't, I didn't even care about the corporation. I just thought that they, they were doing seemed to make more sense. So that's what's really cool about this game. There is a lot of choices and things can really shape out in different ways. Uh, granted, it doesn't affect the huge overall world of the game, but even this game does have multiple endings. The choice I went with is I took away the power from the community, but I overthrew Edgewater. If you have a high enough persuasion, you could tell the guy, you could convince him to leave, but I didn't, so I went, screw it, and I killed him. And I killed his guards. And then I told the community lady, hey, you're the leader of the town now. So I just had them, the community moved into an established town. See, I didn't the know you could that. do that. Because for me, if I go into it not knowing that, it's like, why would I choose an evil corporation over people that actually care about other people? So I just, I wish I knew that because it would have been better, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, it did seem like everything had multiple ways to get to to a goal. So that is something that's kind of cool about it. But yeah, and I, I like it because it's very much catered to kind of how you're playing. Like, let's say there's a lock door. You know, if you were like Liz, who's doing a lot for lock picking, you could just probably pick that lock. But maybe you're instead doing a lot of points in hacking. There's probably a computer nearby where you could hack the door open. Or maybe you could pickpocket somebody and take the key to open that door. So I do like that this game really does encourage the let you play the way you want to play. I mean, it is frustrating when you get to that lock door and see you need a lock picking skill and you don't have it. And you're like, crap. Well, now I'm going to put a lot of points of lockpicking because I would open this door. I never pickpocketed. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I played a lot of it, too. The more you know, I guess. Well, it's because you never really s snook, sneaked, <laughs> snooking around. Snooked. Proper English. How do you know? Okay. I did a little bit. Because I'd watch you. You would you would start to uh, crouch, and then you're like, this is too slow. And then you'd get up and just blast everything anyway. Well, it was too easy. I knew <laughs> that I would kill everybody in like three seconds, you know? So for me, like I said, if I was playing harder, at the beginning I had to sneak. When I first ran into those gorilla men, oh my word, they foobarred me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even playing on hard, I didn't think it was super difficult. But I, I do like that they give you a nice variety of weapons. I didn't think there was too many, but there was enough to make the gameplay fun and interesting. 
Because, yeah, you have your typical pistol, assault rifle, plasma gun, grenade launcher. But the interesting thing about this game is they have science weapons, which are rare. And there's only, like, one version of it. And those are just kind of the more fun weapons. I didn't think any of them were too overpowering. They were just kind of comical. Like, you have your shrink ray. You have your mandible rearranger, which was pretty awesome. It was a melee club where you hit people and it would actually make their heads grow or their arms grow. And it was actually, it was just a comical weapon. And I actually heard in an interview that that weapon came to be because it was actually a glitch. And they thought it was a funny glitch, so Where they made it a weapon. Where did you find that? I saw you using it, but I never found that. It's one of the science weapons, part of the quest. Um, I got it from, I think it was on the Groundbreaker. Hmm. Is where I found it. But yeah, there's like a, a gravity hammer. There's a gloop gun. So yeah, they're, they're, it's, they're just weapons that are just really kind of comical. But I thought the gunplay in this game was really nice though. Yeah, I love that you could tinker, modify, repair. And I think my I think it was called the Bolter Pistol was my favorite. And I don't know if it was originally plasma, which is when it, it is. goes red, right? Oh, okay. Because you obviously can modify your gun to do it so that it's shock and different things like that. But I like that they had like light ammo rifles, heavy ammo rifles. I thought there was I actually thought there was too many varieties. I found myself selling them for parts, selling them for junk, like, all the time. Because I would find stuff that weren't at my level. Like, I was, I had one that was, like, a thousand. And I was finding some that were, like, 180. I'm like, oh, this is useless. Like, why are you making room in my inventory? I felt like there was a lot of trash. Yeah, and I also just thought, like, especially with the easy level, you find so much food and so many of the inhalers that, like, I was just selling everything. Because I, it was too easy that I wasn't using them. So you have an allotment for weight, and I was just like, at one point, I was just like, I'm getting rid of all my food except for, like, the one they have the most of. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of junk. It, it seemed like it was trying to have a feel of, like, Borderlands, and like, hey, here's a lot of loot. And did I catch it right? Are there different gun manufacturers as well, or? Yeah, because they're from the different corporations. Gotcha, yeah. So it, it felt like it was trying to be somewhere between Borderlands and Fallout. Fallout obviously makes sense because, you know, makers of Fallout. But, I don't know. The, I don't want to say the loot was underwhelming, but it was, it existed. I don't know. I didn't think the guns were anything special. I thought there was almost too much loot, which coming for me is, you know, kind of crazy. I still enjoyed it. I also had a question for you, Andrew. So, you played on a harder difficulty. Did you look at the food for, like, what it would give you, or did you just have it pick random? Because I noticed that afterwards, that, like, if you needed more of something, like... I, I, I would. I will say, this game has... It has the best, like, use for consumables. So the way the game works is you use an inhaler to heal, but it's what you attach to that inhaler is what you're consuming. So, I mean, I've already seen a bunch of memes of, like games joking about RPGs where you're low health and you eat a bunch of cheese wheels and now you're full health. It's not like that. What you do is you're putting ingredients in your inhaler. You always, your first ingredient is almost always Adreno, which is just, it heals you over time. But then as you increase your healing skill, you can add more components to your inhaler. So I would add a lot of like, um, increase my melee swing or melee damage. So I would heal, I would take the inhaler, so it would heal me and then it would also give me a buff. And then as I increased it, I did it so it gave me more armor. So it was always kind of nice. It was really kind of interesting how you could kind of like throw these ingredients into your inhaler to like give you a buff while you're low health. Ah, see, I didn't realize that at all. 
That is something I completely overlooked. Yeah, it, it's not really explained, and I didn't get it at first either. No. But then, like, I was looking through the menus, and then I saw it, like a dialogue <clears> saying what it was, and I was like, oh. Because overall, I think the tutorial of this game is very good. Anytime you go to a new area or do a new thing, a giant pop-up that takes up the whole screen so someone like Liz doesn't just instantly exit out of it, <laughs> reads it, and it's generally very simple. Like, hey, this is how your slow motion works. Hey, this is how armor repair works. But there, there wasn't one for the inhaler, I don't remember. Although the first time that that popped up, because you were watching me play at the beginning, I immediately held A to get rid of it, and you're like, Liz, did you read that? <laughs> and then after that, I like was always reading them, <laughs> but I was like, ooh, I got called out. It's like a big, epic music, too. It's Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty it's obvious much that, like hey, this. <laughs> this is important. Stop. <laughs> We have your there's bullets flying at your head, but we're gonna pause the game real quick and make sure you know yeah. this thing. But go ahead and skip it if you want. So quick question, did you guys ever play Fallout? I mean no. I know you didn't, Liz. I played a couple of them here and there. I don't do well with survival style RPGs. Well, it's not like fully survival because you don't have to drink unless you're playing on hard difficulty in that game. Right, but a lot of the things that Fallout did as far as like injuries and it was just more uh, yeah. in depth than i wanted it to be i liked the idea of the community building and things like that that i think fallout 4 did and maybe some other ones yeah. too but it was four mostly but yeah i i never could get myself into them but i think i bought at least two of them so the big thing that people will notice is very similar to fallout and fallout you had a thing called the vat system that's where it would completely stop time and you could aim at certain body parts of enemies, and it would give you a percentage of the chance that you would hit them. And then you would basically pick where you'd want to hit them and then activate it, and your guy would just automatically shoot and kill everything. So in this game, they replaced that with what's known as TTD, or Tactical Time Dilation. And instead of stopping time, it would slow down time. And I was curious, did you guys like this? Like, Would you prefer it if it just stopped time, or did you actually like that it was kind of slowed down? I liked it because it also made me, I noticed at the beginning, I wouldn't aim when I did it, so, and it moves very slowly, so I had to learn to, like, aim and then do the time dilation, or to, like, get ready and sneak and then do it, but I actually really liked it, and you can't use it, like, all the time, it's, like, a short burst, and then you have to wait for it to load, so I thought it was really good, I liked it. I, I didn't hate it, I would say, because I played Red Dead. Well, both the Red Dead Redemption and the original Red Dead. And that game had the same thing with like the Dead Eye, which was kind of like the VAT system. Yeah. And I liked it because, sure, it was super easy. Just point, 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 bunch of headshots, and you know, <laughs> you clear eight people. But I liked this because, yeah, it was a little more of a challenge. Yeah, because you couldn't just like sway it to a bunch of different enemies. I used it a lot when I didn't realize somebody was like. I was fighting somebody, and then all of a sudden I saw this giant monster coming at me, so I'd quickly do it, because it'd be like right next to my face, so I thought it was really helpful in those situations. See, I thought this thing had pros and cons compared to the VAT system. What I loved about the VAT system, I loved that it just stopped time. So there was moments where it's like, oh man, I'm being ambushed, and here comes a bunch of guys to me, and you could activate the VAT system, and it would stop time, and I could basically see, all right, this guy is a rocket launcher, this guy is a machine gun, like I could figure out who I need to target first. With this one, yeah, it doesn't fully stop time, but it just slows it, and like it, it's continually draining. So even if you're standing still, it's draining. 
And like I said, as me going as melee, I didn't think it was as useful because I would slow down time, but it's like, oh, I still got to run to them. By the time I get to the enemy, I'm already halfway done with the meter. I would get like one swing in and then it was like, oh, that was it. Yeah, I wouldn't think that it would be good with melee, except you can quickly like start and stop it and do that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought. It's very sensible thought, Liz. You could just stop it and then just run there <laughs> instead of keeping it on the whole run. But go ahead. And, you... <laughs> and then before you could also, if you're being sneaky, you can hover above them and see who's the leader. Or you'll see like, oh, there's a giant robotic beast. I need to take care of him first. And then you do the time dilation. Did you guys notice the uh, comical text with the time dilation? That was the time dilation, no. no. Whenever you did the time dilation, whenever you put your cursor over somebody, it would show a box to the left and it would say, like, what level the person is, um, what they're weak against. Like, it would give some basic information. But at the bottom, it always had a text saying, like, truly wishes he would, uh, he truly wishes he was an accountant or this guy failed his aptitude test. Oh. Like, it would always just say something kind of comical. Like, for the animals, he's the run of the litter or has an albino sibling. No, I did so it was, notice it was just that. Like, yeah, it was just like this kind of comical text they always had. Yes. How did I miss that? I, I, I literally pointed it out to you, too. <laughs> I, I thought you were making a joke no. with the albino. Oh, okay. The, the one that I actually caught and that really actually made me chuckle, it said, on a scale of 1 to 10, a solid 6. <laughs> straight oh, to so the you point. saw it a little bit, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like this game had a little sprinkling of humor. It was like It was more cheeky than it was humorous. I wish they went a little more heavy with the humor because even the trailer makes it seem like it's like really kind of laugh out loud funny, but I didn't think it was that funny. It's kind of more bleak. Well, I thought it was interesting too. I said this earlier, you could kind of gauge like how you should talk to somebody and I noticed that some people appreciate the humor and some people wanted you to be like really tough and stuff. I thought it was kind of weird, <laughs> but slightly off top. Well, it's very off topic. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about something that really frustrated me with this game. And it's kind of, I guess, two things. So the fast travel. At first, I didn't really use it because I wanted to get more XP. I wanted to find new enemies and things like that. Because you love to loot. Yes. You loot everything. I said earlier, I got a little tired of the looting. And you're going (laughs) back and forth sometimes so much. And when you fast travel, sometimes it would take me 20 freaking minutes to get it so that I would have the A, like fast travel. Yes. And... So many long load screens, especially, like I said, if you're going back and forth, you just have to talk to one person on a planet, then you go to another planet, talk to them for a hot second, then go back, and every single time, and then, oh my gosh, did you guys do this where, like, you did that, like, ten times, and then you get to another planet, and you bring the wrong companion, and you have to go back in the ship? Oh, it got me so heated. Oh, yeah. I'd be be right mad about that. I... Definitely, that was one of the few notes I put down, is there's way too many load sequences within short periods of time for no particular reason. Hey, this person stands outside the city, this person is inside, literally right on the inside of each door, but you've got to go load like three times to go deliver a message between the two of them. And it was so and some unnecessary. Some buildings had it. It wasn't even just like some. It wasn't even just a town. Sometimes it was just a factory or a building, and it's like really. And I wouldn't. Building. I wouldn't have minded if it was a quick five second load. If it was just like you know, hey, I need to do this, but no, the load times were too long for it to be doing that. So that was kind of irritating. Yeah, and it was 
honestly one of the things that I didn't like about the game. So someone who's played the Fallout games, I expected this. So for me, I've already been desensitized to this. It still does annoy me. And a game like this is specifically why I cannot wait for the Xbox Series X. Because they keep talking about zero load times. And I would love to play a game like this with zero load times. Just to be able to go in and out of a town. Oh, it'd be so great. Um, So for me, I've just been a bit desensitized to it. And like, as I was trying to explain to Liz, like someone who's played a lot of video games, that's why I've learned to talk to everyone in the town, get all the quests. Then when you go out of the town, do all of the quests. Like as soon as they tell you to go to like another area, it's like, nope, I'll do that quest later. And then we start this other quest that's over here. And then that way you can try to reduce your load times. But it is, it is frustrating. Yeah, unless there's a timer on the screen, do everything you can in an area before you leave. Which I don't think there was a timer in any of them, was there? I don't know. I'm just saying as a general video game rule. Oh, okay. <laughs> but even I was trying to do that, and sometimes I really did just have to keep going back and forth, and yeah, it was rough. And that's why like, I always try to have something going when I start a video game in case there's horrible load screens because if i get really irritated i'll stop playing it (laughs) so i you know like i had a sudoku or like a puzzle or whatever but i mean i will say i think it's i can kind of understand why they have some of these load times because this game is very large and there is just like a lot of assets in this game so it makes sense that they kind of like populate the world um so it does make sense and because that i think the graphics overall in this game are pretty nice I really like the environments. The only thing I can kind of complain about, I feel like there's a lot of reused assets. Like when you go to a town, they're all very much the same cubicle looking kind of buildings. The streets kind of look the same. It's not until you kind of go out in the world where things look a bit different. I kind of agree. There's one town that is just a lot darker than the other ones, but looks the same. But there's one place, Byzantium, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But that is actually like a city and you actually go into some of the buildings and it looks like elegant. It's really different from the other places. But I think that's the only, I don't want to say planet because it's like there's three different things on that planet. But the only area that's really different than the other ones. And I also want to say that at night, sometimes the skies are beautiful. Like you see like different planets in the background like glowing. And I thought that was really cool. I actually didn't even notice that. (laughs) <laughs> I so I thought the graphics were good as far as the environment was nice and I I liked the look of it but I go back to my Borderlands and Fallout mixture is it was that weird oh it's kind of like the 1940s and everything super cheesy and all that but it's super yeah. futuristic and then it's also really bright and alien which is borderlands aspect of it so i'm not saying i didn't like it it's just that's what it where i got the feel of it and it was just all right but to your point because your the point that you made is there's just a lot of it that was just samesies yeah i mean i i never really noticed too much of the night cycle either like i kind of knew it was there and i think it's easy to miss like i understand why you would probably miss it keith because this game does not really use the night cycle. Like most RPGs like this, it has a 24-hour time. And at nighttime, people are asleep. And that's when you can kind of do your sneaking and stealing and stuff. But this game doesn't have that. It may be nighttime, but everything's still open. Everyone's still just doing their thing. So it only has a night cycle visually, and that's it. It was when you were out in the open. 
And yeah, when you see sudden, it. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I'm just saying the game doesn't really recognize it. Like, there was no change at all for gameplay for it being night. Yeah, and I thought that was weird. There were some things that you were doing that I had done during night, and I actually got to see it better. Because, like, for instance, if you're in, like, a cavish area, and it's a lot harder to see at night. Cavish. If you're in a cave area. <laughs> Not quite a cave. Cave-ish. Well, I'm, I don't know. Whatever. We have great phrasing this episode. <laughs> I can't talk. I was kind of disappointed with the fact that graphically, the people didn't look good at all. I know they're yeah, there's no that too. The faces were just weird garbled messes that just didn't. They all had the pulled back look. They they all looked related. Like they yeah. were almost twins, but just different hair. What was his name? Dobson in the first place. I don't know what it was. His face looked like a basketball. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you're seeing a lot of the same assets in this game. So, with this game, I feel like they literally had a male-female body, and they used it for every character. Like, there's nobody's fat, nobody's short, nobody's tall. Everyone's the same height, same physique. Everyone's, But then it's just their faces that are unique. I thought their faces looked good, and I thought they did a very good job with the dialogue, the animations. I thought it looked fine. There's there's some people, like you said, are kind of scraggly looking and looked kind of weird. But I like the faces of it. I just, I wish there was just variety when it came to the humans. It's well, just no, like for me, I'm saying like the faces all looked very, very similar. Like they all had like this pulled back. I'm like miming out pulled back. Like people could... <laughs> None of them had lips at but all. Like, it was just flat in the Yeah, lips. and when they were angry and sad, like there wasn't really much movement to convey that. It, they conveyed it very well in the dialogue. The voice actors, I thought, did a really good job. But face-wise, I don't think that it translated as well. I think that's also why I'm kind of also meh about the story too. Because like, I don't know, the characters with it didn't have me interested. I think I just really liked the girl, but I, can't, I don't want to try to pronounce the name again. <laughs> Papardi. Oh, pepperoni. I, made the characters for me. I thought everybody else was just like, I mean, I didn't like Ellie. I didn't, Felix was all right. Like, I don't know. And I feel like I wanted to know more about Phineas, who was the mad scientist guy that brought you back from being frozen. I wanted to know more about him. Sam the robot, I thought I had the funniest dialogue when I took him out as a companion. He was always like, time to deep clean them. And would actually like spray him with acid. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I think what really helps like a bit more with the environment of the graphics, I think is the music. I think the music does a very good job of kind of conveying like the open world aspect or like the sounds of the city. I loved the sounds of the weapons. I thought the sounds of the weapons were really cool. I really love the sounds of like the laser shots or the heavy machine guns. Whenever you use um, Yoko's companion ability, hers was really cool because she would just like shoot a thousand bullets with a heavy machine gun. And I thought the sound of this game was really cool. I really agree with you with the music. At the beginning, that big decision, when I went back to Edgewater, the music was so somber. And, like, I was like, oh, some, something really bad happened. I made a bad <laughs> mistake. Like, I knew that, like, something happened there. I mean, I knew that I shut the power off. But, like, when you hear that music, you're like, oh, crap. I remember one time <laughs> it kicked in when you were, like, exploring the world. And you're, like, looking around like, oh, crap, what did I do? What did I do? You were looking around for, like, a pile of, like, murdered victims yes, or something like that. it happened randomly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you sent the guards out, and then as soon as you left, you're like, oh, did I just send them to their desk? You're like, where are they? And you were, like, looking for them because you heard the sad music. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. This game, I didn't notice much of the music. I liked the cutscenes as far as... Uh, not the cutscenes, I guess, but the tutorial pop-ups and things like that. The sound effects were really cool in this game, but I didn't notice the music much. Oh, I mean, I bet you noticed the level-up music. Well, I love yeah. that sound. Oh, that music that was, was great. a great sound to hear. <laughs> Get those perks. <laughs> so, next segment. Liz, gotta tell us. How did you break the game? What glitches did you find? How did you break this game? Oh, I already said one earlier where... But you know what? I was thinking about it after I said it. And I was like, do you know what? Maybe I did something. Maybe I accidentally picked something up. And somebody saw me stealing or something. I don't think I picked anything up. But, yeah, that time where he started shooting at me for no reason. And I was like, I was just talking to you. So, um... I love you. I love that, you always give, like, an Italian accent. Hey, I was, I was just, just a talking to you. <laughs> All the Italians are offended. They're like, it's a horrible accent. <laughs> Glitch-wise, I don't think I really came across any. Whoa. Yeah. You know this game's solid if Liz doesn't find a bunch of I glitches. Don't, this isn't a glitch, but I also thought that some of the things that you, when you were looting, were kind of hard to pick up. There were some times where it was like, like, it was popped up, like pick up, and it wouldn't do it, and I had to keep like, it was the same thing with the fast travel. Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't been fixed. Yeah, it's just bad, bad mapping. It's not a glitch, but it's just... Yeah, the controller mapping is often not good. I don't have anything. I did notice, I swear, it it brought me back after I died like 30 minutes of play one time, and I was n- not pleased. So, I'm, I, that happened to me once too. So this might be what happened to you. Did you play on two different Xboxes with this game? No. Oh, see, I did. And so whenever you play... If anyone plays on multiple Xboxes, Xbox naturally does a cloud save, which is... I never realized how amazing that was until, like, having two Xboxes. Cloud save is amazing. But it fully didn't load my cloud save when I was playing on my Xbox from Liz's Xbox. So when I died, yeah, it sent me back, like, an hour. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Because it didn't fully, like, actually load the cloud save. Um, You just got to make sure you go to the save menu and, like, just, like, bring the save menu up. And, like, it'll actually fully sync again if you ever do do that. Uh, I just have been go. I would just been saving it every time I quit the game from here on out and always doing load game. Yeah. I actually did just think of one. So, I know you guys didn't get this far with Ellie. It wasn't a big deal. But with her story, we did the whole dialogue exchange and then we left. And then she was acting like we had been kicked out. And I was like, okay, well, there must be a dialogue exchange where you get kicked out of the building. That didn't just happen. But she was, like, enraged by it. And we had actually, like, kind of not stormed off, but we were like, you deserve better, blah, blah, and then left. So I was like, that's not the way the exchange went. So I don't know if it was a glitch where, like, they thought that the dialogue was different or what, but it was really weird. Hmm. <laughs> um, I will say it's, it's not really a glitch. Uh, I guess I probably should have mentioned this graphic section, but I did notice a ton of texture pop in, which was really would also kind of take you out. You would always notice it when, for the most part when you would load into a new area, but yeah, everything would look very flat, and then you'd just kind of see things populate. So that that sometimes kind of threw me out of the world a little bit. But surprisingly, that. I thought this game was very solid, which which is very surprising because a lot of Fallout games are very notorious for glitches and bugs. Like, I know Fallout 3 was practically unplayable on the PlayStation 3 when it first came out. Oh, wait, I just thought of another one. Oh, okay, here it comes. (laughs) 
No, it was very minor. So we had rescued somebody and they got stuck. So <laughs> they kept like running into this rock and we went around them. But like you just saw them like moving their arms like they're running. And it was like, <laughs> she's not going anywhere. <laughs> it was <laughs> kind of funny to watch. How do you know she wasn't exercising? That wasn't a glitch. The first was running really exercising. But for the amount of time that I've put into this game, like those few glitches are kind of nothing. Yeah. So of course our last segment is the achievements, and oh, I, love I will them. say this achievements <laughs> in this game are really good. The first one I saw was someone else looking through the achievements. As soon as I saw it, I was like, they made this achievement for Liz. And it is shoot 30 enemies in the groin while doing the time dilation. Yeah, like he's shaking his head. So I've mentioned this before. Anytime Liz plays a first-person shooter, she always shoots people in the crotch. If I'm shooting quickly and I'm like, oh, crap, enemies, I always, always shoot in the crotch. I didn't try for that one. You still got it, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> It was one of your early achievements. I saw that your list, and I was like, yep, of course Liz got that one. I haven't even got that one yet. I'm trying to go for it now. I was going to say, I haven't gotten it. I was going to go for it, because I thought, oh, that could be easy. Nope, haven't gotten that one yet. Yeah, overall, the achievements of this game, I, I would recommend for the Achievement Hunter. This obviously is an RPG. It's not a super quick game. As far as RPGs go, it is on the lighter side. Uh, but overall, the achievements are very obtainable. Like, even if you beat the game, you could just kind of load your save and, like, attack everyone to get the achievement where everyone hates you but all the achievements like you have a handful of ones where it's like do a certain number of things but the number is very manageable it's mostly 30 you know kill 30 enemies with plasma electrocute 30 robots so this game is very easy to get the achievements and i, I actually thought the achievements were a lot of fun and they're also quite comical uh one of them what was it to get like all the companions they of course did the meme of uh Arnold Schwarzenegger and who was it, Carl Weathers, where they do the high five, the epic strong arm high five. So yeah, if you actually look at like the achievements and like the names of them, they're actually pretty comical. I think there's only like 27. Yeah, you have a handful that are secrets, but the secret ones are just uh, uh, story-wise, so it makes sense why they're secret. <laughs> so yeah, overall, recommend for Achievement Hunters. Um, but yeah, getting into our final thoughts here. Uh, thank you again, Ron, for recommending this game, because... I think this game is a lot of fun. I was very excited for this game. And this game, there's some elements of it I wish were better. I think this is a great starting game. I can't wait for a sequel. I want to explore more of this universe, learn more of these corporations. I also want the developers to have a little more fun with this game. I, I would like to see them have maybe some alien races that are interactable with. I think it would be a lot of fun to kind of like actually explore more of these worlds or more of these universes and kind of interact more with these corporations. Because these corporations to me more were just kind of like an invisible entity. I never really felt like, I don't know, they didn't, like when you play a game like Borderlands, you could really kind of see the flavor in the style of certain like companies with the guns and stuff like that. I didn't really feel like it in this game. I just knew the corporations existed but it's not like I could see someone be like, oh yeah, they're definitely using Aki Cleo stuff or something like that. So I, I would like better companions. Uh, another big disappointment I had was actually the your ship. You don't get to really fly in it. It's just um, a way to kind of transport to another planet, but it's just clicking a dot and your ship magically flies there. I would have liked if you could like maybe customize it, have more crew interactions on my ship. So I was a little disappointed in that. I felt like a lot of the environment's a little samey, but... Overall, I think the gameplay is a lot of fun. I love the dialogue in this game. I thought the choices in this game were a lot of fun. So overall, I'm giving this game an 88. 
don't think it's quite a 90, but I definitely liked it more than 85, so. 88. Yeah. So, I, I really, I liked the game. I think it's a good game. I don't, I just didn't love it. I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I think it was too much Fallout for me. It was too slow. It might just be a misconception in that I wanted it to be like a Borderlands and it tricked me into it in different ways. Like you said, with the having different corporations and different gun types, I, I thought I was going to get more than what I got. And there's just really not a lot that wowed me, but it is solid. And so I think it's worth playing It's because it is really fun and you're not going to have a lot of issues with it. I was going to go with lower, but it, it's not like it changed much, but I'll give it a 75. I was going to say 70, but I feel like 70 is harsh on this game because I do think it's just, yeah. it is really solid. I just, it wasn't for me. So I think, I think 75 is good. Something that you said earlier, the alien races, I thought it was Yeah, I would, I would like to see that. Sorry, I, I thought of that. Go ahead, Liz. Oh, well, I was going a different direction because I thought it was funny that there was a character who had a conspiracy theory about aliens and someone was like, what an idiot. But it is kind of weird because they're different planets and stuff. I mean, there's alien species, just none of them are sentient. So it's like, it would make sense there'd be maybe some sort of sentient aliens out there. Yeah, but they thought it was ridiculous. I don't know. (laughs) I just, I just remembered it. So, oh, I am so unsure what to give this game, but I think that because I just enjoyed playing it so much i think in 91 there were some things that i almost went a little bit lower but like the load screens and things were really getting to me and i don't know i was just like you said when you were talking i feel like you were making me think maybe i should go down but i'm gonna keep my 91 (laughs) and then this is why i don't like to go first i feel like i convinced you guys or you guys just copy and paste me you guys need no, to be you original. didn't. Think for I, 91. 91. No, I just <laughs> wanted to go lower. I, it, the load screens were god-awful. Yes. <laughs> I think you just hated Bleeding Edge so much that playing anything other than this, we could have given you Tetris, <laughs> and you were like, 100, 10 of 10, best game I've ever played, not Bleeding Edge. No, I was actually <laughs> excited about this. This was actually on one of my poll picks. Because all the things I suggest on pull picks are ones that I actually really want to play. So I was excited you picked it. And looking at Metacritic, 85 and 8.2. And the comments were kind of comparing it to Fallout a lot. That was a big consensus. I actually thought it was interesting, though. Some people marked it low comparing it to Fallout. And some people gave it a 10 comparing it to Fallout. So it was kind of weird how people uh, compared it to that. It's a very big fanboy game. Fangirl. Fan person. I mean... As someone who's played Fallout, I will say overall, I think I like Fallout a little bit more. But granted, Fallout has had numerous games, so they've obviously refined what they're doing. This is the first of a series, and I think they obviously they obviously stuck with the roots with Fallout. So I can understand it, but that's why I'm more excited to what they're going to do next. Because early in the Fallout, it's like, I really did not like Fallout 3. Like, Fallout 3, I thought it was just okay. I love the ending of it. You got to fight with a giant robot. It was cool. But uh, Fallout New Vegas, I really liked. I thought the story in that was really interesting. That's why it was my favorite Fallout. Fallout 4 is really good, but I, I don't care for the apocalyptic style. I think that's what you were saying, Keith. So that's why I like that this pace is like, I don't know, more. it's sci-fi and it's in space. I just want to have more fun with it. That's why I can't wait for a sequel. So yeah, so that about does it for us this week. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really hope you're all staying safe out there and just staying indoors and playing video games. 
if you're listening to this in the future, you're probably like, I don't know what he's talking about. But <laughs> for those of you who are listening to me now, yep. Um, thank you for staying with us and listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag, where Liz does her polls, and she does it on her Twitter at GPGBPod. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, which I'm still fully trying to get it up and running. Progressively putting stuff. I'll probably be putting some of my videos of my previously streams on there. I'm sure none of you are that interested in it, but I'm just trying to put stuff on there. There's no way else got to get some artwork on it. But uh, we're at Game Pass Grab Bag on YouTube. Uh, we are on base. Nope. I already did that one. We're on base, Xbox base. Live at Game Pass Grab Bag. Nope. We're on Xbox at GBGB Pals. Um, we're, we'll soon have a MySpace as well because, uh, you know, we figure we got to hit all the uh, social media stuff, so. Uh, you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. I'm also a mix with the same name where I'll stream those games that I play. Because that's what a uh, mixer's for, you know? Uh, <laughs> I, I totally wasn't listening at the end. That was long. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you never listen to me. Yeah, I was just waiting for you to finish. I'm Keith. <laughs> you, All right. You, you know me by now. You've been listening. You've stopped listening. Good night, everybody. And I'm Liz the Noob, Gamertech coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob, Noob is EW. And I wanted to thank everybody for voting on my poll, and I'm looking at you, Keith, because uh, you definitely didn't vote again. Appreciate that. Thanks for helping a girl out. I don't know if Andrew did. Probably not. I don't want to insert my bias into it. I did last time. No, you definitely didn't. You definitely didn't. I'm part of the podcast. I can't can't vote. It'd be, it's bias. uh, I definitely voted on the last poll. I can't remember if I did on this one. Resorted to having my sister vote on. Please vote. (laughs) But that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope to see you again next week. Stay safe. Bye. Thank you.